Did you achieve your 2023 goals? And what are your goals for 2024? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is the Command Z Show. Welcome back to the Command Z Show. This, much like all of our other episodes, is a very special episode. Right, Shelby? It is, but it's a special episode because it's the last one of 2023. So it really is a special episode. It is. Um, There's something really special about this time of year that always has me um, kind of looking back, you know, looking back at everything that's been done and I'm I'm a huge fan of New Year's resolutions. Do you also participate? Oh, yeah. But I'm a bad person, though, because I'm like, okay, New Year's resolutions for the next five years. We're going to go as serious as possible. Five We've got years. big goals. <laughs> That's such a long time. I've never been able to look that far ahead. Um, Honestly, it's, it was always tough for me to even look like a year ahead because mm. I'm like, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm just trying to survive, man. That's my goal. <laughs> That's one moment at a time (laughs) right um and i can't help but notice uh you know we are maybe a thousand miles apart right now yeah but it smells like cookies are being made (laughs) not yet i had a little taste of molasses this morning so that was interesting um there are being gingerbread gingerbread cookies are being made in the background and some sugar cookies so I don't know, but if you hear a pot or pan in the background clanging a little bit, just ignore it. There's cookies being made. You, the way you say that <laughs> makes it sound like you have magical powers. You're not <laughs> particularly the one making them, but they are being made. They are being made. Yes. Got okay. some, some I'm imagining like, making cookies. It's actually, it's okay. all me. It's like the wave of the wand. There's, there's cookies. That's what I'm, that's what I was going to say. Like, it just mm-hmm. reminds me of like the, uh. The little spatula thing or the scoop or whatever on Harry Potter. You know, that's... <laughs> you don't know what I'm capable of, Matt. I'm witchy, okay? You're just a Virgo. Honestly, if you were to tell me that you have magical powers, I would believe you more than anyone <laughs> else in the world. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, nice. oh man, like, stay on your good side. You know, um, that's actually a funny thing because, you know, when I was like in freshman in high school, they're like, the first person that would be burned as a witch would be Shelby. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how to take that, but I appreciate it. (laughs) So now that's out there. Everybody know. (laughs) Oh, man. Oh. (laughs) Happy New Year. (laughs) Yeah, nice. All right. Uh, Let's let's get to it. I feel like uh, we have a question that is something along the lines of what we've already been talking about. Let's let's get into it. Our question of the day is... Did you achieve your 2023 goals? And what are your goals for 2024? I like this. Um, again, like I said, I just end a year. It's this time, like all December, even good chunk of November. It always has me like looking back on like, did I, did I do what I say I wanted to do? Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like that last chance of like, is there still time to... <laughs> make some progress in certain areas or whatever. And I think that's honestly why December gets to be such a crazy month for me is because I'm like busy trying to wrap up those goals that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I have two sets of goals, right? I have personal goals and I have 
uh, company goals, made by things goals. Mm -hmm. I'll talk a little bit about both of them, and then I'm going to turn it back onto you, Shelby. Um, For me personally, um, it's weird because I I probably don't have a lot of personal goals. Um, You know, I hope to be a good dad and husband. Um, It's hard to quantify those things. Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess that's what kind of always leads me to, like, focusing on those things that are more quantifiable. Um, so things like running. So I've run since, uh, 2007, I want to say. Nice. Um, it started off as just kind of this stress relieving activity and it turned into something that I, I do often. Right. Um, so every year I try to set a number for myself and I try to do that this year. Um, well, actually probably three or four years ago, it became, I just want to run more than I ran last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the year of COVID was, I, I think I ran like 80 something miles, 87 miles the year of COVID. And that was by far my lowest. And I was like, all right, from here on out, I just need to run more than I ran the previous year. Mm-hmm. I'm and, over here thinking 87 miles. That's a lot. <laughs> I know. You're like, wow, great job. <laughs> Good job. No, I, I was me. miserable doing that. I would say the first like 10 years, I was doing about 150 miles or so around that area between 150 and 200 was, was good. Um, and this year I, sorry, we're talking a lot about physical exercise here for a creative (laughs) podcast, but, um, I think that they kind of, they go hand in hand. Right. Mm -hmm. But I'll say, um, so last year I ran 270 miles and this year so far still got another week or two left. Um, I think I'm at like 280, somewhere around there. Look at you go. So I'm like contemplating, see if I can get to 300. I don't know what's going to happen. I might try to save that for next year as the, as the goal. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, like I said, it's, it's not like a hundred percent like directly related to, um, just being creative, but I, I think it, it is like it. There, there is a noticeable difference to me on years where I feel like I've run well and how I sort of perform in other areas of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like being a good dad, being a good husband, um, being a good leader overall. Yeah. Um, I've been able to kind of compare how I've been doing in those areas with how much I've run every year. And there's a correlation, basically. Really getting into this now, but <laughs> um, yeah. So like, I'm I'm not like a big like physical exercise guy. Um, I love donuts. I love ice cream. Um, <laughs> I love them a lot. And Matt really likes late night milkshakes. I <laughs> you're spilling the beans. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do though. Um, there's just something about a milkshake late at night that just makes life worth it. <laughs> um. So, like, to me, it's not about, like, staying, like, healthy, necessarily. Yeah. But it's just, it's one of these things where, again, I see this direct correlation. And it's, it to me, it's it's practicing discipline. And to me, that's the most important thing. Like, do I want to do it? Never. Do I do it? Yes. And any day that the yes wins, that was a day that I practiced being disciplined in mm-hmm. an area of my life. And that that is something that translates to all aspects. So... 
Um, and that's, I guess that's why I bring that one up first. Cause I think it's probably one of the most important ones that I do because it just transcends physical activity and goes to all the other areas. Mm-hmm. Um, now getting into the made by things side of things, which everyone will probably be more interested in. Um, so every year we do our end of year presentation. I do it anyway. And I basically take two hours talking nonstop. Some day, sometimes I do it uh, without having a voice at all. <laughs> like just <laughs> how it was this year. Um, but what I like to do is recap. Like, hey, here's what our goals were. Here's how we did. And here's the goals for the future. Um, I'll kind of get through these somewhat quick. But um, there was, let's see, nine goals that we had for last year. The first one was to, number one, say no to red flags. Um, This is one that uh, I think every creative has a problem with when it comes to client work is when to say no specifically. So I wanted to be more intentional about when to say no to certain things. And um, how did we do, you ask? Um, Well, our the rate of acceptance, this is a weird way to say this, I guess. <laughs> um, so we basically saw, I don't want to say this. I don't know. Um, <laughs> the, the rate in which we accepted to take on projects was about 6% lower than it was the previous year. Mm-hmm. I consider that to be a victory. I still think that there's some some places to go there, but yeah. how do you think we did, Shelby? I feel good about how we did, um, especially considering some of the the things that were happening in the industry at the same time. Um, I feel good. I never felt as a producer like, oh, we're working on something that maybe we shouldn't be working on. Um, very rarely was that ever a problem. Um, I think we did a great job, especially, again, considering what was going on around us, what was happening to a lot of other studios at the time where a lot of people were having to just take on work to survive. I never felt like we were really put into that position of if we don't take this on, we're, we're done. It definitely, I was able to acknowledge it, acknowledge it more when it did happen Mm -hmm. because I was like, Oh, this is one of those projects that we, we should probably steer clear of, but and then after that, but you kind of look around the room and you're like, things are a little slow right now. So yeah. we kind of have to take something on. And I, I would say there was probably, we basically, we took on 11 projects mm-hmm. um, last year, which doesn't sound like a lot because it's not, but, and mm-hmm. that's always my preference is to get that number yep. as low as possible and still be able to thrive. Yep. Um, so out of the 11 projects that we, we took on, again, only a couple may have been because it's like, all right, maybe this doesn't check all of our boxes, but it's checks enough to where we're good. Let's do this. And I think we've gotten better at identifying those things too. Like the list is bulked up of these are the things that look like red flags. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think our red flag and green flag list has become a lot more solidified, which is right. And if you are curious about that, I'm pretty sure we do have a podcast that we did we about do. that over the summer, somewhere on there. Yeah, so somewhere look in there. the past, look for yeah. red flags. <laughs> Scroll backwards. Yeah. Um, number two um, was to increase marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. It is not often that a 
creative studio like ourselves actually has any real marketing being done. It's <clears throat> so I, ironic. I, right. It is. It's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, you have to kind of practice what you preach. Yeah. Like I want to uh, like do things and apply them to made by things to show others how we can help them as well. Right. Like mm-hmm. it's part of, part of our portfolio is to show how we market ourselves and get out yeah. there. Um, so this one hard to, again, quantify, but what I can say is, you know, Shelby and I are doing this podcast right here. This is, this is an effort of our marketing really. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's, I don't know, I hope it didn't sound bad, but like, it's something that we enjoy doing and it's something that mm-hmm. other people seem to enjoy as well. So yeah, for us, it's just, it's this effort that makes a lot of sense to do. Um, we started doing monthly webinar type things where we go into a topic much deeper for usually about an hour or so and we do it live and people can join us which is super fun Um, and we actually have one tomorrow but this isn't gonna this will air after that but keep an eye on um on our site on the insights part of the page you'll see a new one pop up each month Mm -hmm. uh we did a, a live event we did our motion mixer this year where we had our, we had the whole team in person and we invited basically anybody that wanted to, to come stop by and meet the team, which was super fun. Um, we also announced making Midwest coming back. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of our just kind of marketing loves where, um, you know, a way for us to kind of make our creative community better at the same time, get our names out there. Right. So overall, I think we did, pretty good what do you think shelby i think so um especially i mean considering like like the podcast the way we've been able to also work with clients on that because we did do some nonprofit work and i'm sure we'll talk about that later but being able to provide a podcast is something that we're able to do because it is something that we do all the time um i really also enjoyed the live events to be able to speak more to people not just in person but also just online doing our our kind of lectures i suppose um, that's been really great to be able to get the community together. I think communal marketing is really something that I enjoy because I like being able to talk yep. to people. I think that's that's right. something that is, especially in our community, is kind of lacking. Um, I think there's a lot of a lot of introverts in the creative industry that they don't really get out to be able to talk to other people as much. So I've enjoyed all of that a lot. Right. I agree completely. It's really about just trying to you know, if you go, if you go online and you Google like ways to market a company, mm-hmm. like you're going to find a lot of really like just things that don't feel good to do. Or just don't yeah. feel genuine at all. They're so I think, right. So a big part of it for us is like, all right, let's, you, we have to market a company, right. But let's do it in a way that feels good to us. Yeah. Um, And I, I think that's the, that's the approach that we apply towards clients as well, where it's mm-hmm. like, all right, let's not say this because that sounds really weird. Yeah. And might be too pushy or something like just kind of that thing. Um, um, I think right, too, like, some of the, just, just to go on that, I think some of the things mm-hmm. like the, the heart of made by things isn't really like the pushy sales because we're built on creatives. So mm-hmm. I don't think that, I think we have a very different perspective on that. And I think that our marketing shows that and shows that you can be very successful without having the very standard pushy salesman attitude. Right. I agree. Um, if you hear any pounding or anything like that, uh, not making cookies, it's a child just pounding on walls. Nice. So there's that. All right. Uh, number three, uh, increase revenue. 
Yeah. So uh, obviously the easiest metric to understand, to see, to, to gauge the health of a company right here is, is revenue and not just revenue. Obviously there's a lot of other things, but um, for us, you know, trying to, did you hear a scream just then? Yeah, just a little scream. <laughs> <laughs> He's fine. Um, go, going into, this is honestly something that I don't share very often, but uh, I'll kind of start the story at 2020 and I'm not going to go into specific numbers. Yeah. I know that everyone would love to hear that, but I'm not quite ready to share this. But um, starting in, uh, so going from 2020 to 2021, we essentially doubled revenue um, over the course of a year, which to me, that was one of the craziest things. It yeah. is this idea where it's like, it's finally working, like up until that point. So one, two, three, four, five, that was the sixth year of Made by Things existence. Uh, going from the sixth to the seventh year was doubling revenue and it's like not not on accident like you know it was being able to add more people to the team mm. during this time or during during 2021 adding starting to add people to the team realizing that I can't do it all myself and that was a direct correlation right there right like mm -hmm. okay I start having people <laughs> help and I can focus on the business more and all of a sudden sales double like that's crazy so going from twenty twenty one to look at, I'll just say that it's a really <laughs> wild graph. <laughs> it's like what? it it is. Um, going from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, we effectively tripled revenue. So we doubled going to twenty twenty one, and then we tripled that going into twenty twenty two. Um, which again, here I I basically say like. Sorry, it's a whole podcast that could be <laughs> in these numbers, right? Um, again, adding more people to the team, uh, learning how to take on bigger projects, basically, is what happened here. Yeah. So then going from 2022 to this last year, 2023, uh, increased, um, increased revenue 38%. So I didn't triple, <laughs> didn't double. <laughs> Uh, but I think we're at a much more manageable place. Yeah. Um, and to be able to increase revenue 38% in a year, like you said, Shelby, is has not been very forgiving or friendly to pretty much anyone in this industry. Yeah. Um, I consider to be absolutely a huge win. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I could probably go really far into that and maybe we will at some point in the new year about like why that happened yeah um we still felt the effects of the industry slowing down this year oh yeah um luckily i think we felt it we were able to take on some bigger projects uh l bigger longer term projects more campaign based mm -hmm. things yep and um I don't want to, I mean, yes, I hoped to do that intentionally, but it kind of felt like luck in a way mm -hmm. um, that those things just sort of showed up at the time you needed them. But we said yes to a project or two that we probably shouldn't have said yes to because we didn't really have the experience and the skill set <laughs> to do it. Yep. But we took it anyway because it's like, okay, this is a long term thing. And, you know, I have a feeling that next year is going to be slow, which it was. Um, 
And this kind of thing right here could really carry us to through some tough times. Mm-hmm. So to me, that, that was probably the biggest thing that contributed to why we did so well last year. Yeah. Again, like all of, you know, our project requests, all that stuff have dropped pretty significantly. And it's, it's not something that you love to see, but it is nice to know that the right decisions were sort of made to be able to get through something like that. So. Agreed. Um, I'm not going to ask you how you feel about that one. <laughs> no. that, that one's pretty. That one's good. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, number four here was better, better client relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that we always try to do better at. And I'm actually going to let you answer most of this one, Shelby, but mm-hmm. um, it's just it, in the early days, it used to be that we're just working with people one time for one project. And then we never really hear from them or see them again. Yeah. Every so often we'd get some repeat people, but it was always just like, we were only brought in on like immediate need and then kind of forgotten about at that point, honestly. Yeah. So it, that's why it led to me saying, Hey, we need to do better building these relationships, building these partnerships. And it has to be more than just be about these one-off things that sort of happen. So how do you feel like we did this here? I think we did really well. Um, and this is honestly one of my favorite parts of the job as a producer is being able to build client relationships because I think it is a little bit of a challenge. Um, but it's a, it's a really fun, invigorating challenge. Sorry if you hear a sink, but, um, sorry, (laughs) cookies are still being made, but, um, no, I think it's a really fun challenge. And I think this year we got some really interesting opportunities because there were times when we were the people that needed to come in and kind of swoop in and save a project. Um, But I mean, it never really became a one-off thing because we were able to come in and say, okay, well, we can do this and we can do it better and we can change things and let's work together longer so you don't have these problems ever again. That's a great place to be able to be. But then also Mm -hmm. you get to have clients where maybe we started working with them last year and you get to foster those relationships into longer campaigns. We did some live action shoots this year where we got to go and meet people and spend time with them and really be able to foster those relationships. And that's a really great position to be in. Um, I always say for me as a producer, my I, I'm okay. I can go to sleep tonight at, at night as long as my artists are happy and my clients are happy because that means everything's right. okay. You know, everyone is on the same page and everyone feels good. So whether that is budget or workload or, you know, schedules, if everyone's feeling good, I feel good. So when you are able to have those client relationships, there's a lot more trust and you can make better work out of that. Yeah. I think you said it pretty well there. And um, yeah, I think that was, that's definitely something that um, we did better. Again, not a quantifiable thing, mm-hmm. um, but check that box. All right. Number <laughs> five, be even better humans. So um, it says even better because the previous year it was be better humans. And um, we really wanted to find ways to give, um, as a, you know, give services to a company in need, mm-hmm. a nonprofit in need, as well as give financially as well. Um, and previous to this year, we've only given financially. And this year, let's see, <clears throat> we worked with. Um, uh, a nonprofit called Motherful. They mm-hmm. were the 
<clears throat> or, or sorry, I have an ear infection. I'm getting through this. We're all right. <clears throat> um, so Motherful, a uh, great company that helps single mothers. Um, things like uh, you know, food drives, things like you know, providing just community in general. Mm-hmm. Um, Education. So we work with them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Motherful was the was the company that we basically been working with pretty much most of the year and we're, mm-hmm. we're kind of wrapping up a lot of that stuff now but um outside of that we gave to 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 I believe 13 different nonprofits um and one of my favorite parts about what we do um we basically have a whole conversation or we have a whole meeting where everyone chooses what nonprofit they want to give to this year and why. Mm-hmm. And we each share, like, usually it's a little heartfelt on like why certain things mean so much to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year we were able to give basically, I mean, some people pick two, but essentially we gave a thousand dollars to each employee to give to a, a charity of their choice. Yeah. And, um, I don't know. It's it's a really cool thing to be able to do. This is our way of being able to make a difference in in ways that maybe we don't on a day to day basis, right? Yeah. Um, your thoughts, Shelby? I think that's great. Not only because we're able to give, and because we, you know, are in that position to be able to to give and help others and give back to the community. It's also something great when we do have that end of year presentation of who, what nonprofit did you select? Because I feel so much closer when mm-hmm. I hear like what really makes other people passionate in in our company of this is the nonprofit I chose. This is why. This is why I feel passionately about that. I think it really, I don't know. I think it, it, it brings us a lot closer because we are learning something. I don't know. It's I think it kind of puts a little bit of our insecurities out there right. for each other to mm-hmm. see. Um, not in a bad way or any way, but just, just brings us closer together. And I think that also just helps us even just being better people together as a studio. I think that helps as well. And I think that's something that's very special. Yeah. You know, everyone has something that they care very deeply about and it's really cool to be able to see all like the companies or like all the nonprofits, like their logos. It's really cool to be able to see all of them together. Yeah. And it's like, wow, we we covered a lot of ground. Like we have everything from, you know, education in difficult areas. Um, we have things like children's hospitals, children in general, um, LGBTQ, um, <clears throat> stuff like Palestine. Like it just, yeah, we covered <laughs> so much and it's just, it's super cool to be able to see that. Like it would be really interesting if everybody shows up and they're like, uh, Red Cross. <laughs> yeah, honestly. <laughs> um, it's just, a really diverse mix of like groups that you really would never see together, which is interesting. Um, no, no, right. it's it's really cool. It's neat. Yeah. It's just like to me, like that's it's a lot of our identity. Yeah. As as people that made by things of like, okay, like this says a lot when you see what like mm. I don't know. It's Maybe it's sappy, but it's like, all right, here are the things that we care about. Yeah. Like, if you want the honest truth, like, here is where we put money because we care so deeply about these things. Exactly. And I just, I don't know, it's it's a cool chance for us to understand each other and for people outside 
uh, to even understand who we are a little bit more. Mm-hmm. All right. Number six, uh, create a better work community. Now I'm always, um, I, I never want to say the word family, right? <laughs> it's weird to say that a company yeah. is a family. So my, my word of choice is always community Yeah, that we need to be something more than just a collection of random people put together. We need to be able to understand each other, be able to work with each other, be able to trust each other, to be able to mm-hmm. do <clears throat> some really great work. Now, sometimes there's confrontation and sometimes, you know, we need to be able to find ways to work through those things. And what I think the best way is, is as long as we have a great community and everyone is supportive of each other, then we can get through those problems, those rough times, right? Yeah. So this year, um, we've gotten together at least twice. Mm-hmm. I think we, so we got together, we did a, we did our first annual retreat. We did that at Mohican State Park, Mohican State Park. Sorry, the three-year-old's distracting me. And, <laughs> um, so we got together for like a three-day weekend. Uh, I call it a camping trip, but we stayed in a lodge. So it's not like camping. We had a fire. That's camping. It's fine. <clears throat> it's true. We didn't even start the fire ourselves, <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> but we had a fire. Um, uh, just a cool chance for us to be out in the middle of nowhere and get to know each other more. Um, yeah. it, was, it was just fun overall. Um, and not only that, we got everyone together again for uh, in the fall. We did got together and um, uh, for Creative Best. So CSCA has a little awards mm-hmm. show. And we went to Otherworld. Just kind of hung out overall. Got photos taken. Yeah. That was fun. And that's that when fun. we did our, our motion mixer as well. Mm-hmm. So overall, um, yeah, I, I can check that box. But I'd love to hear what, what you have to say, Shelby. I think this is something that you've brought up before of how close we feel as a um, remote team and that we do feel a bit closer than a lot of in-person teams. And I 100% agree with that. I've worked with in-person teams before. I have in-person teams. And there really is something special about the general community that we have. Um, We do feel like we trust each other and we can bring things up. And, you know, if there's a problem, we can talk about it and we can talk through it and make it better. Um, and I don't think that that's something that a lot of studios have because it's a very difficult thing to be able to bring that to a workplace. Um, and I know we don't want to talk about family because honestly, if we were family, Matt, I wouldn't text you back for like a month because I'd forget. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're not a family. This is greater I, than family. <laughs> greater than family because I text back. So I, um, I think it's really, it's really something special that we can all come together and we can leave the screens and we can all talk to each other. We can have conversations. You know, we can be a little deeper. You know, we can sit around a campfire until 1 or 2 a.m. and not run out of things to talk about. I mean, that's like that's that's more than a community. You know, that's really something that you don't you don't see with with studios or just even with companies in general. Um, and that's I mean, for me, that's something that is important coming into work every day. And to be able to, as a producer, because I want to protect people and make sure that they're happy, that's so important to me. Right. I think it's it's weird for me because 
made by things has always been personal to me since, since day one, because it was just me for so many years. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's always been this kind of real interesting learning experience on a year to year basis. If we grow a little bit. So right now we're at 10 full time and it's just, it's interesting. The things that sort of happen that you're like, like, okay, well I feel this way about this thing, but this person doesn't feel as strongly. Like, am I being crazy or like, what, or do do we need to change something? Do we need to like, how does that need to work? Right. And ultimately it was sort of this understanding where it's like, okay, nobody, nobody should care. Nobody should take this as personal as I do. Um, but at the same point, if I can find ways to allow other people to bring part of themselves into this whole thing, yeah, then maybe we can have some of that, mm-hmm. right? Um, so to me, that's always been the the really important thing is, you know, like in an ideal world, yes, everyone's best friends and again, can say whatever to each other constructively. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, every year, especially as we grow a little bit bigger each year. It's, it's kind of new challenges on like how mm-hmm. to navigate that. And, um, that's again, why I checked the box for this. Cause, um, it's not difficult or it's not easy. It's not easy to have a retreat <laughs> and fly everybody in town and do all those things. But, um, there is a lot of value in being able to do those things. And, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, just, it's really cool to be able to do those things and just let, allow people to be closer together. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Number seven, um, support the team's growth. So for me, it's constantly trying to find ways to, um, support each individual, which I'll admit has a team of 10. It's, it's, it's growing more difficult to do that, to be able to spend the time with each person to truly understand where they want to grow and be able to find the right things to, to do that. It's difficult, but it's still something that I'm, I'm quite passionate about, but I'm going to kick it over to you and you tell me how I did. Yeah. I think this is Matt's review, which we haven't done yet, by the way, we're supposed to do Matt's review. Where where is that coming? Um, January. 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 Awesome. But no, I think, I think this is, Again, I don't think a lot of studios do this where we kind of have, you know, we we have our six-month reviews and we're like, what do we want to work on? Where do we want to grow? And oftentimes I think, you know, again, people don't usually do six-month reviews. They usually do the one year. And I think those things get forgotten about. Um, I don't think oftentimes they really go ignored. I just don't think that they're top of mind for a lot of people. But mm-hmm. I think that's something that even with kind of going back to that that first goal of say no to red flags, I think with that, we say yes to a lot of green flags that check people's boxes for things that they want to work on. Um, and I think that's important because it does allow people the opportunity to grow in ways that they really want to, um, you know, whether that be artistically or me for as a producer with what I want to work on and how I want to grow with clients. Um I think that's I think that's something that we do really well because we do take those those goals into consideration and we go through them every 6 months and see if they were achieved whether that be because we didn't get the 
you know, the work in that we wanted, or maybe we did or whatever happened, but we look for those opportunities. And I think that's, that's something that kind of sets us apart is term in terms of, you know, having a better work community and then also working on team growth. Right. Yep. Uh, kind of goes into number eight, which is create the best place to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of all of what I've been talking about kind of plays a role in this. Um, but that's, that's 100% what I, what I always want, uh, made my things to be. I want it to be one of the top places in the entire world that people would love to work at. Um, I want to be able to provide the types of benefits and pay that are competitive beyond just Ohio. Um, and, um, do things that kind of surprise people sometimes as a way Mm -hmm. to I don't know, again, just create that kind of place. And again, honestly, just even try things, try things that like, Hey, it might not work, but let's try it for a year and let's see what happens. Um, Shelby, is this the best place to work? (laughs) I mean, for me, I'm, I, I love coming to work every day, so I'm going to get fired. Um, (laughs) I'm being held hostage, but no, (laughs) I'm in that basement right now. I'm the screaming. It's not his three year old. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but no, I, um, I think, I think something about us is we do, because we do have really good benefits, um, just as just as a thing. I mean, the benefits are great, especially for a smaller team. Um, usually don't get benefits like this. So I, and I think, I don't think anybody comes into work every day and thinks I'm going to my job, you know, mm-hmm. and it's not even just a career either. I think it's a little more than that. I think it's, it's more of a lifestyle, um, which I think seems weird, but that's how I think of it. But I also don't really do a lot of good work life balance but um i don't i don't really see it as a career i see it as this is a lifestyle and this is what we do and we're artists and we come in and we do what we need to do and we create art every day i don't really see it as just like a place where you go for eight hours a day to sit in front of a laptop it's a little different than that that's interesting you say that i think that's the thing I was kind of talking about before. Like for me, it's 100% a lifestyle mm-hmm. and I try to make it as much of that for other people, but also trying to put some boundaries in place to like, yeah. okay, how do we not go too far? Right. Like, um, so yes, like I, I would love it if people could always feel like, okay, it's the middle of the day and I want to go to lunch with my significant other, go yeah. get lunch, like take a longer lunch today, whatever. Yeah. Um, but the deal is like we have deadlines. As long as we can meet those deadlines, then I personally don't care if you work three mm-hmm. hours a day or if you work 12 hours a day. Yeah. Um, now, again, you have to be careful of those times. And I, I try my best. Like if somebody's working you know, nine, 10 hours a day, three days in a row, it's like, all right, let's, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, and yes, there's sometimes where it's like, Hey, like we need to get this thing done by Monday. Is it possible? Like, to work at all this weekend, like that stuff Mm -hmm. happens. Um, But ultimately what I want to have happen, I guess as a leader is people make their own decisions. This is a choose your own adventure workplace (laughs) where it's like, like, do you feel like this is something that's worth your time right now? Like to spend Mm -hmm. a little bit extra time, or is this just something we're trying to get done and out the door quickly and stressful and whatever. 
<clears throat> but there's, I, I think I've heard it at least five times this year. Somebody saying like, Hey, you care if I spend some extra hours on this? Like over the weekend, I really want to mm-hmm. like get to a good spot on this, or I really want to see if I can push this farther. Yep. Spoiler alert. The answer is always yes. Um, <laughs> or yes, you are allowed. Um, the doors are open. It's unlocked. You're good. Right. <laughs> exactly. <It's> like, well, <laughs> and like, but I, I love hearing that stuff because it's like, man, mm-hmm. if we're doing the stuff that people really care about um, and not abusing that ability, right? Like, I don't want to say like, okay, yep, we're working 80 hours this week. I don't, I mean, that's never happened um, because I don't want to work yeah. <laughs> like crazy hours, right? So it's like trying to like, what's that balance? Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, again, I, I very much view a lot of this whole remote workplace stuff as an experiment still. I think as a society, we are still trying to figure this stuff out. It's not just COVID started and then we had to figure things out and everyone's going back. Some people have gone back because they're not really interested in that experiment. They don't want to be Mm -hmm. a part of it. They'd rather just go to what they know has worked for them in the past. Um, But I'm very, very interested in figuring out how to make it work even better than in person, Mm -hmm. Um, which you know, what I always say is like, okay, well, if everyone in the company is saying that they want to be remote, I'm kind of overruled here. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not moving to Ohio, Matt. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. And I guess that's the thing though, is like, I don't, if nobody wants it, then why would anyone ever do it? It exactly. just doesn't make sense. It's just a really easy answer here. It's okay. No, find a way to make it work. Yeah. So when we do see each other, it should feel a little bit more like a vacation. <laughs> yeah. Um, and not even work. Like if we can just figure out how to work remotely, then we're, we'll be good. Mm-hmm. And um, again, it, there are pros and cons, but for the most part, like I, I love how the team works remotely and I love trying to find those new ways. I honestly, I love being able to allocate that money that we would have spent on an office to other things exactly, like a retreat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I very much think of it that way. And again, just trying to find new benefits overall. Um, anyway, I'm not going to go into like the specific things that we, we did, but we talked about a lot of this stuff. So things like adding more holiday time. So we're, we're taking off on Friday, uh, (laughs) and then we'll be closed for the first time ever. The company will just be closed for an entire week. Mm -hmm. We tried to do something like that last year. Well, I tried to announce it like a few weeks before last year. And I think most people were able to take a good amount of that time off, but now it's just we're closed mm-hmm. um on top of that we went to self-managed pto everyone on average took roughly four weeks of vacation last year it's mm-hmm. you know take take what you need kind of thing um yeah. and i guess that's the thing is like i'm i'm asking for everybody to basically be responsible mm-hmm. um because yes if you take four months off you're it's not going to work. You're going to be fired. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I'm not going to say it's unlimited. Like you get to do whatever. Exactly. I'm not trying to trap anybody, but what I'm saying is I'm trusting everyone to take and give good notice on yeah. vacations that they need to take. And even being able to take like remote working trips, basically, mm-hmm. uh, which, I mean, you do that quite often, Shelby, like when you oh, go yeah. places and you're like, Oh yeah, I'm still going to work, but I'm going to be somewhere else. So I might try to work shorter days or yeah. do something like that. Um, like I have, uh, there's one person on the team where he's planning on going to Japan in 
a couple months and wants to take every Monday off for like six weeks. I'm like, as long as we still get everything done, like I'm cool with this. Like, thanks for the heads up. Like, this will be interesting to see how it works when you're outside the country. Mm -hmm. Um, Totally different hours. Right. So like, again, it's part of the experiment. Mm -hmm. The handbook, while I did start with a basic thing, is changing like every couple of months because it's like, okay, do I still feel strongly about this? Or hmm, is this being abused? Do I need to kind of put some more rules into place here? Like we're building something from scratch, not based on anything that's ever existed before. Mm-hmm. Um, and sure, I take ideas from things all the time, but we have to sort of adapt it to make it work for us specifically. So, But that's a really fun challenge though, too. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um you know, so whenever people are like, oh, like you're not like creative anymore. How's that feel? I'm like, no, 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 that's great. <laughs> it's just a, it's a different type of creative altogether. Like, no, I'm not in Photoshop every day. Um, but it's, it's fun still to just try things and see how they work out and, um, adapt to those things. Yep. Um, okay. So the last goal that I had, uh, from last year going to this year was to push quality. I'm not going to get too much into this, but basically um, I'm happy with the work that we did this year. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Um, Let me get into 2024 goals real quick. Mm -hmm. Actually, before I do that, did you, yeah. Did you have any specific goals for yourself this past year? That's a good question. Um, Mine was weird because I had a really weird year personally because I was also in grad school for half the year um so honestly I started the year off with just a main goal of can I make it through the year without going insane so I did that um graduated (laughs) (laughs) I did a good job got my MFA so feel good about that um and then a lot of it became a goal of structuring my personal work um because it is a weird thing of just kind of running off into the world and not quite knowing exactly how you want to structure something when, you know, I was in my MFA mode coming out of kind of that, that headspace. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel good about where I've ended up at the end of the year and kind of how I've structured myself as an artist. Um, my goals at work, I feel good about. Um, I don't know. A lot of it was, you know, the support of the the MXT goals, but I feel nice. good. Yeah. All right, let's get into twenty twenty four goals here. Um, for me personally, run more than I did last year. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, for the team as a whole, I have five specific goals. Number one is we will not be average. We'll find ways to consistently go above and beyond with our partners and with our quality of work. Um, It's something that I've always been pretty adamant about with the entire team is that uh, if we're going to be average, then I'm closing the whole thing down. That's the deal. Um, There's, there's more to just doing okay work because if we're doing okay work, we're not pushing. We're just all stagnating together and I'm not interested. Agreed. Number two. Uh, build on the business side. So a lot of, as a 10 person team kind of leaves me responsible for a lot of different departments. Mm -hmm. Um, I am responsible for human resources, 
things like health insurance and benefits and stuff like that. Uh, I, I'm the one that manages those things. Um, I manage all the basic accounting, mm-hmm. um, understanding financial projections and that kind of thing. Um, I manage marketing. I manage business development. Um, so anything on the sales side of things, getting out there, doing that stuff. And then I'm also our team's creative director. Uh, for all you keeping score at home, that's too much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, I think for me, I'm, I'm trying to find a way to, to focus a little bit more of my efforts on where I'm most valuable to the team. And it's, it's easy to say and hard to do. I'll definitely say that. Um, but one of the desires that I guess I have, maybe this is me personally, is to be more of a director next year, um, mm-hmm. creative director, whatever kind of director you want to call it. Um, but be able to play that role a little bit more and help push to make the absolute best work that we possibly can. Because yep. um, there's definitely times where when I'm in all those roles, there's times where I'm like, all right, guys, I need you to figure this thing out. I, I don't have time this week to try to do this. Like, let me, let me hear what your best approach is. Let's, let's see it. Which I think can be, I think it is the, the preference for people sometimes to, to be able to take more ownership of things. So it's not like, you know, I, I try to play relatively loosely with that whole creative director thing anyway. And mm-hmm. if I can't figure out a reason why something shouldn't exist, then it exists. I don't have any preconceived ideas of like, it has to be this thing. It's, it's the bend, but don't break mentality, I suppose, where it's like, (laughs) okay, well, like I thought the character would have blue hair and you had it having orange hair. Like, does that make a difference with the brand or the story? No. So it stays. Um, so that's my general approach to things, but everyone's different in how they work. And sometimes people need to be pushed a little bit harder than others. And that's what I want to be able to spend more time doing is to be able to push um, for the you know best work that we can and be able to probably maybe add some people on the kind of operation side of things to mm-hmm. be able to help me focus a little bit more. I like those goals. Anything that gets Matt to answer my Slack channel <laughs> earlier. So I sent a message. I want to know. <laughs> I have so many saved posts in uh, in Slack where I'm like, I'll do like the safer later things or whatever. Yep. And then I'll just go through like, all right, here's all the things I need to get to. And that list has grown to be like two weeks old at this point. I'm like, damn it. Nope. Um, number three, continue to create the best place to work. Number four and number five. I wasn't going to talk about number five, but I think I'm going to. Um, Number four is no specific revenue goals. This is the first year that I'm going to do this, but um, we're kind of in this weird transition year where Mm -hmm. we're finishing up a lot of these campaigns and a lot of this long-term work that we were doing. And we kind of need to find our identity a little bit more. Not find it. I think we just need to sort of change our identity just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And during this stage, I don't necessarily want to create the pressure of trying to make a certain dollar amount. Now, right. the goal is always to never lose money, right? So I will say that there is yep. there is technically a, a goal <laughs> there. 
uh, financially. But overall, like we're not trying to hit any huge milestones. We are trying to find our identity while not losing money. <laughs> That's the best goal. Yeah. And then <laughs> the final goal is to start developing some original content. One of the big goals of, I guess, mine personally over the last couple of years has been, how do we find a way to break into entertainment? Typically, we are just in the advertising side of things. And um, now we're trying to find ways to break into the entertainment side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have a few possibilities on how to do that. And that's something that I want to create at least one original piece of content in 2024. Thoughts, Shelby? Well, this is my favorite goal. <laughs> so I'm all about the original content. Um, and I'm interested to see how it will look. I think that's the thing. What is the Made by Things original content? What does that look like? What is the voice behind that? Um, and I'm excited to work on some of the writing for that. I'm just saying I will be. I'm just putting myself out there. I'm just saying I will. So I haven't been asked, but I'm just going to. Um, so that's that, that's something that I'm personally really looking forward to. And I mean, that's that's where I feel the most yeah. useful. So, yeah. Yep. Um, and that's it. Um, that's it. This is a long one, but let's uh, let's get into some final thoughts here. You go first, Shelby. Yeah, I think um, for me, I think the goals look good. I feel really great about how this past year has gone, considering everything that's happened in the industry. Um, I feel passionate about what's going to be happening in 2024. Um, my goals, honestly, are very much in line with what's happening at Made by Things, my personal goals of what I'm looking to accomplish, which is interesting. Um, is. That was something I was thinking about during the uh, the presentation. I was like, okay, cool. This is neat. So um feel in line, but I think it's something too that everyone's excited about kind of what we're, we're working towards. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I love this time of year. I love being able to <clears throat> take stock in what have we actually done? Mm -hmm. Now, all those goals that I talked about that we work towards, there's a lot of little steps in those. Yeah. Every single month I had a different, this is one of the things that I, I generally do is like a month by month plan. Like, how do we reach these things? Mm -hmm. And I usually have one or two checklist items every single month where it's like, all right, if we can just do these things, then we get a little bit closer. Yeah. Um, that is very much how I operate is just on small incremental change. And I enjoy that. I don't like, yes, I have the big goals, but I focus way more on the small things. Yep. And it's crazy how if you just follow a plan that you made, how you can achieve things that were only in your wildest dreams, really. Agreed. Um, so and I, I love this time of year because you finally get to really take a look at, okay, how did you do? Mm -hmm. um, and not just that, but figuring out where, where are you going to go next? Um it's very good problems to have in, in me building made by things to what it is right now. Um, it's honestly gotten tough to come up with goals the last couple of years because it's like, whoa, uh, this is turning into like the dream. 
Yeah. Um, like, I, I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to, to do it, but like, you know, like I said, with us as a, as a team, it's like, we're kind of at this, this crossroads right now. Do we keep going straight or do we turn? And I don't know, like there's, for me, I feel like this is a year of turning. And sometimes mm -hmm. for other people, you might feel like it's a year to just keep going straight. Yep. And like, there's nothing wrong with that at all. Like no. there's nothing wrong with either of those approaches. Um, But just keep in mind and identify where those intersections are mm -hmm. to be able to turn whenever you're needed. And I guess for, for everyone else, like when you do come up with these goals, if you realize four or five months later that maybe that's not that important of a goal, come up with a new one, change the goal. It doesn't have to stay that way. Yeah. Be flexible. Right. I guess that's it. Like, you know, a lot of people have this goal of like losing weight um, in the, in the new year. And I yep. get it. Um, you know, you, sometimes you get to a point where you're like, okay, you know what? Like, this is it. I'm going to do this. Like I, I need to make a change. I'm going to do this. Here's how I'm going to do this. They sign up for a gym membership and then they realize, oh no, the gym membership is just dumb. I don't like being around a bunch of people. It just doesn't work for me in some way or another. So because that one tactic of their strategy doesn't work, the entire thing collapses. They don't do anything. Yep. And really what it should be is, okay, no, that doesn't work for me and that's fine. But what does, what's another way to make it work? And for me personally, like, that's why I run because I can do it anywhere. Um, and like, yes, during the cold months, I have a treadmill and whatever, <laughs> but like I choose, I chose an exercise that I can do that I can do anywhere. Yeah. And again, this is kind of an analogy for something bigger here, but like, don't let the tactics deter you from getting to the, the bigger goal that you have. And also if that goal is no longer a goal of yours, then it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, you can change it. You're, it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Anything else? You were going to say something else? Yeah. I was just going to agree with that. I, um, I think especially in the creative industry, just learn to pivot. I think there is an art to pivoting and knowing when it is okay to take a turn and change exactly how you're going to achieve that goal. So and I think that's okay and it's acceptable and completely valid. So. Right. All right. Uh, it's been a fun year. Uh, Shelby, thanks for all the podcasts. Thanks, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> um, to everyone listening, uh, if you are still listening to this extremely long episode, Woo. very much appreciate it. And uh, thanks for joining along the ride here. We might take a, might take a week or two off. Yeah. In the new year, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We're at not going to record week. next week, but yeah. at least a week, yeah. Uh, so we'll be back in uh, sometime, maybe second week of January. We'll yeah, say. We're so. coming with these plans as I'm saying them. So yeah, second week. That sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody, and love you. Bye. The Comanche Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.